Gap and Jam, episode 303. That was uh, going, that was um, Bruce's version of, of, of the B-52's uh, style. Kind of <laughs> retro. That's what it sounds like to me. I mean, we're talking about the 80s. That's right. Exactly. All right. Our, our view of the 80s is the title of this episode. Yeah. But that, to me, is your version of the um, the B-52 sounds. So. Right. And I actually think it, I heard, I did that before. I, I was I was thinking that. I said, yeah, I that, that, yeah that's before I actually But it's a heard. similar yeah. type of vibe. Well, that's kind of why it appealed to me. So, I mean, I <laughs> So I did appeal to me. So, uh, all right. So our episode is our view of the '80s, and as you guys know, retro is back, and our newer generation seems to be so enamored of the '80s now. So this episode is intended to help, you know, some people get some perspective from folks who who actually lived through the '80s. Yeah. So that we, you know, kind of take it holistically and not as this romanticized. Um, well, and to be honest with you, I do understand why people, for like a time period like this, because I'm I'm assuming that people who came up in the 70s, 60s had something similar. So like in yeah. 1980, uh, I, in July of 1980, I turned 15, right? Whoa. So So from 15, then at the end of the decade, July of 1990, uh, you know, I was 25. Mm-hmm. So, but so much change yeah. for me, but you know, where my life was in 1980 and where it ended up being like, it just to say in 1989, yeah. you know, cause by 1989 we had house, yeah. uh, we we're married, yeah. you know, I mean, and it's like, you know, work a full time yeah. and a job. And just so so much. So you were saying change you kind of seemed like you were a child. Yeah, you know, being a kid to not. Yes, by the time the decade ended, so it was. And then it's like starting off, you know, playing that song, you know, on a boombox in my room. You know, it's the way on my K base. You know, um, that's where I started Uh to the point where. By the time the decade ended, we had, uh, you know, personal studio. Oh, yeah. And our studio in our basement. Yeah. You know, we had Atari ST as the hub of this yeah. whole bitty outfit that we had set up. So, so much changed between yeah. where the decade started. Yes. Just, you know, musically. Yeah. You know, where I was, you know. And then and, culturally. So, and culturally. Yeah. So we were just going to hit on a few things, the highlights of the 80s. Um, and one you kind of uh, alluded to is is the genre. Uh, so new wave genre and rap genres were kind of concretizing during that time period. Yeah, they, they, they were kind of, I guess, coming of age. Yeah. Well, and, and new wave really was uh, a watered-down version of maybe punk. Yeah, you can say. I yeah. mean, to some extent, but I think New Wave also it pushed it because they had that more uh, that the, the electronic, electronic, right? It has the electronic edge. So because I, you know, I, I'd say like uh, cars, uh, it, it may have been a holdover from '79. I'm not sure, but you know, hearing cars yeah. by Gary Newman during that period of time, like you said, you know, later I would hear like the B52s. Yeah. Um, you know, and even um, Prince jumped on that. Was the Prince with Prince with Dirty yeah. Mind in 1980 that yeah. came out, uh, and then and I think that was like November or October of 1980 that okay. that he hit with Dirty Mind and that and so 
on the heels of, you know, like making up a song like what we started off with. Yeah. And then I heard like Dirty Mind by Prince. I mean, and, and especially When You Were Mine. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, this is like confirmation yeah. that, you know, you're on the right track with what you're doing musically, yeah. right? And, um, you know, then later here, like to be 52, yeah. you know, and it was just so much stuff happening at one time, yeah. you know, because like there's rap, yeah. there's, you know, my Sharona, which was kind of like a new wave type of thing. The police was yeah. happening at that time. There was a lot of stuff musically yeah. that was different. And especially even with black music, yeah. because. Uh, you had groups like the Bus Boys, yeah. uh, Fishbone, Fishbone. It, you know, and then you know, Alligator Woman by Cameo. Yeah, you know, where they new were doing wave, more yeah. of a new wave type thing. Uh, Janet Jackson kind of jumped into it with "Come Give You Love oh, to yeah. Me" on her first album. Yeah. Um. So it, it was like this, you know, it, you know, um, the time after high school. Oh, yeah. Um, then uh, of course, Vanity Six would bite the beat. Oh, yeah. You know, we got the beat by the Go Go's. Yeah. Just all these things that was kind of hidden, you know, uh, in that kind of new wave kind of vein. Yeah. And then you know, we were getting started on English Invasion because, like, Adam Ant was oh, like yeah. one of the first ones to kind of be a part of that new English Invasion, yeah. which gave way later to a Culture Club and. Duran Duran and uh, Eurythmics oh, yeah. and, you know, a host of other English groups. I mean, then you had R.E.M. starting up with alternative music and you had The Cure. Uh, Depeche Mode was doing the electronic thing. Oh, Rap yeah. work was happening at the time. Uh, Detroit Techno guys oh, yeah. were starting to yeah. create their stuff. During just this early part of the 80s, mm-hmm. Uh, along with, you know, uh, we had just come out of, you know, Curtis Blow, Mm -hmm. These Are the Breaks, and, you know, of course, Sugar Hill Gang. And then that gave way to Grandmaster and the Furious Five, uh, you know, The Message, and then on into, like, uh, Run DMC, It's Like That, What, and That's the Way, you know, (laughs) so all of this stuff was happening yeah. during this period of time. And then the funk was still happening because you got to think George Clinton. Oh, you know, yeah. Prince was still funky. Yeah. Because Zap was funky, yeah. funky, funky. Lakeside, uh, you know, um, SOS band, oh, yeah. you know, Baby, you know, Glide. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Glide, Glide, Glide. <laughs> that was like the bass player's song. Oh, wow. That was it. And definitely yeah. was bass players' heyday at that time. Huh? Yeah, it, it. I would say probably from the time that uh, Larry Graham played "Thank You for Letting Me Be Myself." Yeah. Uh, you know, on into like probably early eighties. Okay. That was like bass players' paradise. You know. Um, and then we were talking about like for the DIY rock star or any rock stars. Uh, the advent of MTV, so music television, where video content became like the main uh, vehicle for marketing music. So it used to be the majors, but as you know, over the years, you know, now that's one of our primary ways with TikTok and yeah. the Instagram reels and all that. But it started then because it used to be a video was terribly expensive back with um, MTV, but then eventually starting there, 
gave way to, you know, everybody had to yeah. have some type of video, some type of visual. Yeah, you did, but I would I would always make an argument that that might have been like one of the times in which uh, they started to pull away from the DIY rock star. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So many of that, that, that as when MTV hit and it you know, it hit like an atomic bomb, oh, right? Yeah. So, you know, it, it just kind of decimated everything that went before it. You know, all of a sudden, you, you had to be video, you had to be television ready. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think it was one of those type of things where they were saying like with uh, uh, the presidential debate in 1960 between Kennedy and Nixon, uh-huh. is that people who listened to it on the radio mm-hmm. thought Nixon won. Uh-huh. People who watched it on television thought Kennedy was. Oh, wow. You know, so it, it, it's, it was a distinct difference. It wow. was sort of like, I guess, and I'm not saying I was around at this period of time, but when did they made the switch from Black movies, movies oh. being able to, oh, you know, to talkies talk. uh, as opposed to being silent. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It's like all of a sudden. There were stars that couldn't cut it. Because... Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do this, you yeah. know? It's like, oh my goodness, how are you going to make this just... And that was the same thing that I think happened with uh, video. And, um, and, and, you know, rock stars. It's sort of like all of a sudden you had to be video ready, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, you know, and I think there might have been artists sort of like Criss Cross, mm-hmm. who I think may his career may have been upended, upended by that. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, because uh-huh. he wasn't necessarily a video ready yeah. guy. Made great songs, yeah. but wasn't necessarily video ready. Yeah. And you had to be video ready yeah. or... You know, maybe even groups like Total might not have been as big. Yeah. You know, because of that. Mm-hmm. And Total had some big hits. You yeah. know, they, you know, Africa, nah, Rosanna. Yeah. A lot of those were huge hits. But you know, as the '80s started to move on, and you know, videos became, you know, to a point where you know, was it John Cougar did that one song where he was basically trying to replicate Prince's dance oh, steps? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we had like. Uh, uh, Love is a Battlefield. Oh, we got man. Pat Benatar yeah, doing a choreography. She's doing a musical. Yeah, that's right. what it's like. like she was in a production of West Side Story. All right. And it was just yeah. this, this weird thing, you know, Bruce Springsteen doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's probably what got Madonna on the map. It did. It did. That whole... It, 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 was, yeah. it was huge for that. You know, yeah. Prince and Michael Jackson, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, so um, yeah. because that visual and, yeah. and then Purple Rain coming out in 84, it was just at that right time you know but the type of artist that you were going to be kind of changed after that that gave way to hair metal and you know really really paying attention to what you look like and I guess you know in the 90s we got the rebellion against it which was grunge you know so the other part of that is that we got the internet and the personal computer and they um, I referenced an article and I'll put the link below where they talked about IBM making the first personal computer in 1980. And so for us, of course, the rundown is the personal computer gave way to our personal uh, music studio and MIDI and things like that. So things that DIY Rockstar could use in order to further their own agenda. Yeah, I mean, that was a common thing that we had, is that one of the first things that I saw that just kind of really blew my mind was Tascam or or TAC. Um, coming out with the four course, track yeah. Um, cassette, yeah, recorder, and it yeah. was like, oh wow, yeah, you know, I was you could do this on a, on a 
cassette. That's wow. I know. So that five hundred dollars seemed like such a lot of money. That that, that was but it. It was like you know? okay, <laughs> right. And I think after that point in time, you know, it's like one of the things that I would do. Like yeah, it's it's like I would take the time to kind of write down all the things I needed to kind of have a personal studio. So yeah. I was like, I need to get a keyboard. Mm -hmm. I need to get a drum machine. Mm -hmm. I need to get, you know, my Porter studio. I need all to electronic. Get, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I need to get these things mm -hmm. in order to do it, you know. But it was it was even huge for me because I remember um, I had done one session with a friend of mine who took me over to, you know, another friend's studio mm -hmm. and you know and and i did that and he was a drummer so mm -hmm. um and then i had an opportunity to do another session mm -hmm. you know but i didn't have a drummer and i remember calling my friend up you know try to get him to play he couldn't do it and then later um the buddy that had the studio he had a drum, drum machine, machine. yeah. You know, and he, had, was, right, he had the sequential circus drum machine. Because yeah. he, 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 I was like, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm ready to play drums now. Yeah. He said, I got a drum machine. I said, what? <laughs> it's all this <laughs> it's ball, right? perfect. It was, you know, so we had the advent of drum machine. We had the advent of MIDI. Yeah. And MIDI was like really huge at that time, you know, because then we started to see sequencers. Yeah. You know, and then because you had a way where you know if you did have an a track studio if you had sequenced certain parts where you didn't have to run those to tape yeah so you would have to sacrifice you know one track, track for, yeah. a, for a scene tone yeah but at least you know any of your midi stuff you could run those off tape yeah you know so that was kind of like limitless electronic tracks. right right like, that you could have yeah. after that you yeah. know the thing that we had to learn was to take the quantizing off um, you know, it's because, it, it, you know, a lot of times you would, perfection is something that you think you shoot for yeah. until you finally obtain it. Yeah. And then you realize that it's, it's so robotic, it's lifeless. Right, right. right. Yeah. So also during that time was the advent of the personal cell phone, Motorola, yeah. introduced it in 1983. And as you know, cell phones are probably a core method of DIY rock star expression. Yeah. Because you can do everything now from a cell phone, but it yeah. all started in 1983 with that first one. Yeah. And that's quite a, an impact. Was it, was, it, was it a car phone or what was it? Uh, or was it actually the cell phone? It, well, I think it was a car phone. It was one of the big blocks that yeah, they yeah, pictured it. Yeah. If you check the uh, link, yeah. it shows the big block yeah. cell phone. So yeah, it was that one that yeah. you had to carry and almost like yeah. a, a little... Um, it had case. to have its own little charger. Yeah, it was, yeah, it, was yeah, it was huge. It was a mess. But the whole point is, yeah. 83 brought us that. And then culturally, we were talking about things like the fall of the Berlin Wall. We were talking about the, the modern warfare and the whole need for, they had to sign up for the draft at that time. Yeah, I would say it was, it was either 79 or 80. I think it might have been 79 because I think Carter okay. may have been the one. It was, you had to register right, for the draft, right? right? You know, which was, was, yeah, it was, it was a bit scary. Yeah, it was. You know, I mean, you just didn't know how things were going to go. And I think it was either 79 or 80 that, um, that Soviet Union, the then yeah. Soviet Union invaded it's, Afghanistan, oh, yeah. yep, yep, you yep. know? And so, so, I mean, the possibility, possibility of war was there, you yeah. know, because I think I heard some one of these YouTubers was talking about princes and why he was uh, so why was the fighting war was such a fucking yeah, yeah. and what was that because he was doing a review of the Dirty Mind album yeah. and you know and and party up 
And so, and and he quite didn't quite understand. Right, he was like, like maybe he's just thinking deal. about the thing with the now. It's because you had to register yeah. for the draft. And that was why. Like, and it yeah. was sort of like you were like, hey, wait a minute, you know. And then you see the Soviet Union going into Afghanistan. And so the whole thing that we didn't want to see was the spread of communism. Yeah. That's why we were fighting Vietnam, you know, allegedly in the yeah. first place. So therefore, you, you had to be thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute. You know, is it What's possible we now going to end up going into Afghanistan, yeah. you know, yeah. to kind of stop the, them from doing this? You know, yeah. little did we know, you know, years, years down the line, we would be going into Ooh, Afghanistan. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was, um, it was a pretty turbulent time. I mean, the main thing at that time was... Uh, you're worried about just basically a nuclear war. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so I, I think it might have been 1980 or somewhere in the early 80s, I think it was ABC uh, showed this, um, it, they had a television show called The Day After. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of trying to depict what it would be like if there was a nuclear oh, yeah, war scary, yeah. and all the rest of that kind of stuff. And, you know, and they had like a hotline set up that you could call to say, hey, you know what, this was really troubling for me because they tried to make it as realistic as possible. Yeah. You know, so there was a lot of that going on. So whether it was, you know, Prince talking about it, yeah. others talking about it, I know it showed up in songs that I was even writing at yeah. that time, you know, and Sting, I think, eloquently put it in the Russians, yeah. you know, I hope the, the Russians love their children, children too. too. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of kind of tense, you know, yeah. up until like 1987 when, like you said, the Berlin Wall fell. Well, came yeah, down, right? Reagan. Which you know kind of gave way of you know, hey, maybe something new is happening here. So you know, yeah. And I guess we say all of that to say that people are stressed out now as far as the political ramifications, as far as AI taking over music and and some of these other things. But the kernel of that. Definitely, the 80s with the technological advances and that political turmoil, the possibility of this war, impending war and all that other thing, that these seeds have been there. So that, that we've had other times in our history where we've had situations that are equally as tense or as uh, unknown. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's like what we just talked about, drum machines. It was yeah. thought that drum machines were going to take over drummers. It didn't right. happen. Um, they, there was thought that, you know, bass sense, yeah. you know, that, that then the bass synth, and then as, you know, sounds started getting more realistic and all the rest of that kind of stuff, that it was going to take over from bass players. Right. You know, it didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, so many of that, I'm not saying that, um, session musicians are on call the same way they used That's to be. plentiful. Yeah. Right. And then all these other things, you know, certain things did not happen as far as that goes. But what I'm saying is that. There's always a place within mm -hmm. music right. for whatever instruments that you want to use. And then it morphs and changes into other things. And I guess that's the thing I guess to, to look forward to is to figure out what the next thing is and where your place is in it. Right. And and don't, I guess the whole thing is don't sit around thinking that the world is ending, you know, because these things are happening right now. Yeah. Because yeah. Because it, 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 it always happens. Yeah. Right? Every single generation yeah. always happens. But I can understand how like there could be this um uh, this infatuation or you know how you can remote romanticize the music that you grew up with because yeah. you know like i said before i don't know if there's ever been a the other period of time in my life where over a 10-year period of 
time, my life changed so much. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that that there was such a huge difference yeah. in where I started the di- decade and where I ended yeah. the decade. Yeah. That, 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 you know, even when I think about, you know, us having kids and things like that, you know, there was a certain amount of planning to that yeah. and all the rest of that. Whereas it's still, it's like, I think about the person I was in 1980 mm-hmm. and that was another part about 80. The, my biggest memory was, you know, I used to listen to an all news station uh, when I would go to sleep uh-huh. at night. And I just remember one day I woke up and they were playing all these Beatle tunes. Uh-huh. And I was like, why are they playing so many Beatle tunes? Yeah. You know, and then they finally said John Lennon had been shot oh, and killed. Yeah. And I, I was like, wow, I, I didn't realize that, you yeah. know. And then I remember this one girl was like, she was on the bus and she was saying, oh, I don't know why they're making this big deal about this Beatle diet. And I remember thinking to myself, I said, it's John Lennon. <laughs> you don't know John Lennon. Oh, right. You know, <laughs> that's what I was thinking to myself. So, and at the time, I was actually reading that uh, John Lennon Playboy interview. Okay. Who was teaching me a lot, at least I felt like, about songwriting. That, oh, you know, you can, you can write your feelings in your songs. Mm-hmm. That your song should reflect who you are. Yeah. It should reflect where, you, where you're oh, at wow. and all the rest of that kind of stuff. So... Oh. It's like all of this stuff was happening at the same time. And that was like, like I think for me, probably the biggest memory I have about 1980. Oh, I love so. it. All right, what about you guys? What memories or um, events do you think um, is sem- are seminal from the 80s that you like to share? We'd love to have more to add to our blog post. Our blog post is going to be below the link. Um, please leave it. And what else? And we got another single coming yes. from Optanium Flow. It's going to be Lovely Mystic. Lovely Mystic, Optanium Flow. Yeah. Right. And what is the date that we're going to be doing the live stream? August 25th. And that's a Friday at 7 p.m. Come yeah. to the studio, hang out with us. We're giving away this T-shirt to the person who tags the most people. This is what we call our Retro Flow T-shirt. Okay. And, um, and then, of course, our Clouds T-shirt is on sale as well. So please come, come, come. Yeah. And if you dig the vibe and you want to be a part of the tribe, be sure to subscribe. We're wishing you love, peace, and chicken loose. Yeah.